millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We have got the World Cup final kicking off in about 10, 12 hours, something along those lines. 3am it is, uh, depending on when you're listening to it. So it will be uh, Sunday morning at 3am. So whether you kick on tonight, Saturday night, or you get up early, I think that's what I'll be doing. I'll be getting up early uh, at 3am to watch the World Cup final. It is the last game of Men's Rugby League for the year, so I will definitely be up for it. Cannot wait for it. Australia taking on Samoa. Probably not a game that we saw coming realistically at the start of the World Cup. You cast your mind back. Only five or six weeks ago, Samoa beaten by 54 points in the first game of the World Cup against England. Uh, Wild, wild times there. Unbelievable. They've managed to turn it all around. They've done incredibly well throughout this World Cup, Samoa. I'll, I'll be the first to admit I didn't think that they'd be able to uh, pull it back in. I didn't think that they'd be able to recover. They came back the next week, 72-4 over Greece, as was expected. 62-4 over France, as was expected. Then they had to take on Tonga, and as much as they're coming off the back of two wins, I sort of thought, you know what, does that really prepare them realistically? Is that what they need going up against this Tongan side? Who, granted, Tonga, they were pretty disappointing in this World Cup, uh, but I still slept on Samoa and tipped Tonga to win that one. 20-18, to 18, Samoa won that game. A sensational game, too. Absolutely loved it. And just when I thought it couldn't get better than that game, the week after, they take on England 27-26 to 26 in golden points. Stephen Crichton hit the one-pointer. Had a lot of people messaging me this week about the field goal missing. Um, I've seen the angle you're talking about. I, I just, I, I personally think that it did go in. Sometimes with those, with posts and balls, same, same color, you know, both being white and whatnot, it can get, get a little bit tricky. But I've seen other angles where I'm pretty confident it did go through. Regardless, Samoa won that game 27-26. Uh, probably the game of the tournament for me. It was fucking sensational. I was so entertained. Kicked off at 1 a.m., finished at 3 or 4 a.m. And I was entertained the entire way through. So it was sensational. And now they get to take on the Kangaroos in the World Cup Final. Unbelievable for Samoa when you consider where they started. We'll take you through the Kangaroos World Cup. They opened up with a big win over Fiji, 42 to 18. Backed up with an 84 to nil victory over Scotland. Then knocked over Italy, 66 to 6. Took on Lebanon in the 
first week of the finals, 48-4, to a brave Lebanon side. And then, of course, last week took on the Kiwis, winning that one 16-14. And, I mean, the, the narrative throughout this World Cup with the Kangaroos has been a lot of positional changes. Uh, it's been the nightmare of the numbers. It's probably been not playing our absolute best. And um, I know people look at scorelines and go, 84-0, 42-8, 66-6, what are you talking about, not their best? If you understand footy and you're able to watch them and you just sit like a lot of our tries that we score come off individual brilliance and it has been that way throughout this World Cup and that, and it might be enough to get away with a World Cup victory at the end of the day uh, but I don't think this kangaroo side is anywhere near their absolute best. I thought that was pretty evident last week against Kang, against the Kiwis. Uh, if you needed a better example of what myself, Timmy and Kempi have been talking about this entire World Cup, have a look at the tries that we scored in that game. Um, individual brilliance by Josh Adokar being the fastest guy on the field to latch onto that kick. Incredible stuff. You don't very often see tries scored like that realistically, uh, where it goes from the halfback to the backup hooker. He puts up a bond for the left winger from halfway, catches on the full and scores. He then had our other try where Cam Murray, or he saw that uh, Brandon Smith was just a little bit out of the line and took advantage of that. So two moments that came down to pretty big individual plays uh, that potentially were a little bit lucky in that moment. Like two things that you do not see very often. I can't remember any other try this year or in the last few years that Josh Adokar scored. Anything similar to that, to catch a bomb on the full like that, unbelievable. And I don't really remember at any point a premier hooker, a representative hooker, uh, just not moving up into the line, being a metre behind it, and a guy being able to scoot through that gap off a tap. So pretty unorthodox sort of ways to score. The first, our other try was sensational. Val Holmes scored. Jack Whiten put on that big right foot step. That was great. Uh, real good little team try there. Great dummy half bars. Nathan Cleary, early and quick ball. Out to Jackie Boy Whiten, setting Val Holmes up there. But outside of that, I think we did get a little bit lucky, to be honest with you. Uh, obviously, the Kiwis, a little bit unlucky too. Jerome Hughes putting in a nice little kick that could have gone either way. And if he would have got that, the Kiwis win all of a sudden. And then we're having this discussion about the Kangaroos. Oh, they should have, they should have, you know, combinations matter. They should have picked their best team. Everyone's blowing up deluxe. But just because we keep on winning, it doesn't mean the team's playing at their absolute best. And hopefully we can see their absolute best 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. I really want to see this Kangaroos side in full flight. Hopefully there's the Samoan side's in full flight as well, because if they play their absolute best, I think they can match it with the Kangaroos. Uh, I think they can well and truly keep with them. But I'm not convinced we're going to see the best out of the Kangaroos. And from what I've seen from Samoa over the last two weeks, they're battle-hardened. Um, they've shown that they can play some really good rugby league. So I'm looking forward to this one. Obviously, Samoa, they're pretty uh, pretty big outsiders, 650. Granted, they've been outsiders for the last two weeks, though, and they've won both those games. So I'm not ruling Samoa out, but I think the Kangaroos at $1.12, I think that's about... Where I would have them. I think that uh, if you were to play this game, you know, 20 or 30 times, I can only see Samoa winning once or twice out of those, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but the advantage for Samoa is that they can take risks. And this is what I love about this side. They come into it. All the pressure's on the Kangaroos. The Kangaroos are expected to win this. They should have won this. It's all the pressure is on the Kangaroos to perform. They haven't been fantastic. A lot of people questioning. Obviously, Nathan Cleary, Cam Munster. A, a, a lot of spots are up for grabs. The, 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 the front row spot, there was obviously a lot of question marks around that too. So they've got to really stand and deliver here. Samoa, no one's expecting them to win. No one's expecting them to really challenge the Kangaroos. No one expected them to beat Tonga and England as well. They're in a really good spot just to take a few risks. And, I mean, you have a look at that side. You've got guys like Suwali at fullback, a, a sensational talent. Obviously, isn't as complete as James Tedesco, nor should he be. But coming out of their own end, you've got Suwali, Taylor May, and you've got Brian Toto. Now, personally, 
I think that is a better lineup coming out of their own end than what the Kangaroos have. Teddy, Fox, uh, and Val Holmes. Three tremendous players, don't get me wrong, but as far as yardage out of your own end, I'll take um, the Samoan boys there. So that's one spot that I do think they have a little bit of an advantage. The other spot is in the front row. Josh Papaliti, Junior Bolo. Uh, these two guys have got Spencer Lenu coming off the bench as well. Marty Tapau's in the squad. Royce, the choice hunt. Uh, if I had to pick, you know, the top three front rowers that are playing in this game, uh, Junior Bolo and Josh Papaliti, I think they're one and two. Uh, and then I would probably have Tino. Then maybe Regan Campbell-Gillard. Uh, but for me, I think that Samoa coming out of their own end, they're a little bit stronger. I think in the, in the front row, they're a little bit stronger. But in your key spots, your halves, your fullbacks, these sort of spots, you've obviously got more complete players than the Kangaroos. James Tedesco, Cam. Munster, Nathan Cleary, the two hookers, Harry Grant uh, and Ben Hunt as well. And I think that's where they can gain a real advantage around the ruck. Their, their forwards just need to match it uh, with Samoa. Now, I've had a look at a couple of key matchups that I think are going to be crucial in this game and where I think it really can be decided. So I'll go through those with you guys first of all. I think the first one, and I spoke about it last week, didn't really play out because it was a bit of a scrappy game, but I think whoever marks Latrell Mitchell, which will be Stephen Crichton. Now, the beauty of this is that Stephen Crichton is playing with Brian To'o outside him. They have a lot of experience, obviously, playing for the Penrith Panthers together. They've defended you know, some, some of the best players in the competition. Latrell Mitchell, though, uh, he is a different kettle of fish. So that's going to be a massive test for Stephen Crichton, who... As much as I'm a huge fan of him, you can catch him out defensively occasionally. Uh, and I know Latrell Mitchell, he's going to be up for a big game in this one. I feel like with Latrell's talent, probably haven't seen him quite explode as much as what I thought he would during this World Cup. So I think he could be in for a big game. In saying that, the guy outside him, uh, he's going to, you would assume that he's going to finish as the top try scorer. It's going to take a mammoth effort from someone else to catch Josh Addo Carr. So I think that also says something about Latrell Mitchell. There's obviously been a lot of times where he's set up uh, Josh Addo. Car, but there's also just a lot of times where Latrell Mitchell just existing in that spot creates so much space for Josh Adokar because you essentially have to two-man Latrell Mitchell. He isn't a one-man job. So big, big test for Stephen Crichton. And a big test out there for Jaden Sewer as well, who I believe is on that edge. So they will be tested out there. You've obviously got Cam Munster and Nathan Cleary, who they aren't playing like real traditional halves. They are sort of jumping across, playing both sides of the ruck. So that that right edge for Samoa, they're going to be tested massively with Josh Adokar and Latrell. But personally, I think Latrell is going to be the one that they're going to have to handle in this game. So I'm keen to see how Stephen Crichton responds to that one. We spoke about the front row forwards. For me, Junior and Josh Papali'i, they are uh, the two best front rowers on the field. They have been starting with uh, Papali'i coming off the bench, so it'll be interesting to see what they do here, whether they just go all in to start. Um, but I, I, you obviously know that Junior, he will start up front. Junior Bolo, a tremendous front rower, can do it all, and he needs to be offloading. And this is where I think Josh Papali'i, Junior Bolo, they need to be offloading. They need to be creating second-phase footy. You can see when the Kiwis were really worrying the Kangaroos, it was when they were playing second-phase footy. Now, you watched last week. Samoa taking on England in that semi. The first half, I think they had 10 more offloads uh, than England. They really worried them. They really starved them of possession. It is risky. You, you do run the risk of turning the ball over and, and, and very loose errors and whatnot, but I think they have to take these risks to really start to worry this side. I, I would probably be playing a little bit more direct if I was Samoa than what they did last week. They sort of played to their edges a little bit, and against England with a, you know, a really strong pack through the middle, but then some weaker guys out on the edges. I back that, but in this game, Especially early on, if the Kangaroos do run out with Jake Trebojevic and with Regan Campbell-Gillard in the middle, I'd be really going direct here. I'd be playing very direct. Does make it hard when you're playing with Chanel Harris-Tavita at nine, who's a great player, don't get me, don't get me wrong. 
but he's obviously not a first-class hooker. He's not a first-choice hooker as well. So it does make life hard for them. I've heard rumours uh, that Ronald Volkman could be making an appearance, but I'm pretty sure he's not over there. I'm not quite sure where that's come from, but... As far as team lists and everything in this World Cup, fucking God knows what could happen. Um, it's been so random throughout this World Cup. So maybe he'll make, he'll pop up, but I, I haven't seen his name anywhere else. Just heard a little rumour there. Uh, so, yeah, the front row is going to be very hard to handle. I said it last week on Bloke in a Bar. If I was Mal Meninga... I wouldn't even think twice about it. I would 100% be starting Tino in the front row. He is our best front row forward, and he needs to be going head-to-head with these guys. For me, what Jake and what Regan did last week, it simply wasn't good enough in the first half. I understand they're great defenders, but we need to have go forward. We need to get on the front foot, because if you let Samoa win the first 10 or 15 minutes, I think you're going to have a problem on your hands very early. So for me, Tino, he has to start. For me, I would still keep Cam Murray off the pine. Uh, I would still keep him there. I love... what Mal Meninga has done with him. And I think that, you know, we look at it now and we say, oh, great idea. You know, when Brad Fittler did it during the year, everyone bagged him for it because they didn't win the game, essentially. But Cam Murray's a great guy to bring off the bench because he brings so much leg speed. He brings so much impact. I'm a big, big fan of it. Same as I was during the year when Cam Murray came off the bench. They didn't win the game, though, so everyone said it was stupid. Uh, I think that what Cam Murray's doing at the moment is that he comes on and he just changes the pace of the game straight away. Similar to what Brandon Smith used to do for the Melbourne Storm when he used to come off the bench. Momentum guys are very important. And he's sort of my next point. They need to, the, the Samoan side, if they are to compete in this game, they need to control the bench. The first one's Cam Murray. When he comes on, that's probably the most important 15 minutes of this game because he's going to explode early. You know what you're going to get from Cam Murray. He's going to go a million miles an hour. He's going to cause you a lot of headaches, and you need to control him through the middle. And obviously last week he scored a try, which is all good and well, but it's more so his, his runs through the center of the field because they just get off the back foot of it. And once you get Cam Murray on the front foot, uh, all of a sudden it allows whichever hooker is on the field to really explode. And that's going to be their next test. When I talk about the bench of the Kangaroos, it's going to be super important that they keep uh, Harry Grant and Ben Hunt quiet. I believe uh, that they'll start with Ben Hunt. I think Harry Grant will come off the bench, what they've done the last few weeks. Benny Hunt, he's been coming off in about the 26th minute normally. Um, so for that period, especially when Harry Grant's on the field, I think he's probably the slightly more dangerous one. And he's only going to be on there for 25, 30 minutes. So that 25, 30 minutes, they need to really be on their toes because if they let him start to get on the front foot, it's over. You'll see uh, the hookers in a change. A couple of minutes after Cam Murray comes onto the field. Last week, the interchange was Cam Murray for Jake Trevojevic in about the 23rd minute. They also put Paddy Carrigan on just after that, and they put Harry Grant on the field, and that's where they really started to gain an advantage. So as much as Samoa, they need to get through that first 20-minute grind and hang in there. It's probably the last 20 minutes of the first half that I think could be really key. The Kangaroos could really lay some points on there. So controlling that bench, Cam Murray is the key, but then you need to keep Harry Grant and Ben Hunt quiet. We know what Ben Hunt's going to do. He's going to play the first. 25, and then he'll probably come on with about 20 minutes to go to close the game out. So that middle 35-odd minutes with Harry Grant, you need to keep him under control because he's really going to challenge them around the ruck there. I would assume Tino comes on much earlier than what he did last week. I thought that was fucking ridiculous. Couldn't believe how long he stayed off, off the field. Offloads are obviously key for the Kangaroos as well. They've got so many experienced players there. They will be looking for offloads to move this Samoan side around. It is a big forward pack. If you can tire them out, I think you can go a long way to putting points through 
through them. So they need to really keep those hands of Cam Murray. Uh, Paddy Carrigan as well, a great offloader, offloader of the football. Regan Cameron Gillard's got a good offload as well. But also um, their centers. You see Latrell Mitchell, you see Jack White, and quite often they go into contact. They're big, strong boys. They're always looking for the offload there. And it sucks when you can go to one edge, create an offload, then swing it back the other side. All of a sudden, that tackle, instead of going for four or five seconds, it goes for 10 and 15 seconds, and it can really drag out over an entire game of football. So the, the Samoan side, they really need to keep the Kangaroos' offloads to a minimum, same as the Kangaroos uh, need to do so for Samoa. I think that offloads will be a bigger part of Samoa's games than the Kangaroos' game, though. Um, now, as far as the halves go... I cannot fucking wait for this. When you think back a couple of weeks ago, uh, it, we were talking about Munster and who. Will it be DCE? Will it be Cleary? Cleary won, won the race. It looks like he will start in the seven jersey tomorrow morning. I think he's going to hold the seven jersey for a very long time. But there's no doubt whatsoever. Cleary's under a little bit of pressure. He hasn't absolutely brained it. His team has won by a heap. And I, I do find it interesting how many people want to say, oh, you're overreacting about the Kangaroos' performances. Look at their scores. But then get stuck into the halfback because he's not coming up with try assists and tries and whatnot. It's an interesting uh, little comparison there. Cleary, uh, he copped a heap of shit last week. Munster didn't really cop anything, and I would argue that Cleary is probably better than Munster. Uh, I think it's a matter of time till Cleary owns these big games, and hopefully tomorrow morning is the start of that. On the other side of the coin, Luai and Milf. Wow. I was sitting here after game one going, well, that's probably the last game Milf will play for Samoa in this World Cup. I think he's done and dusted. I would bring in Chanel Harris-Tavita. Um, and granted, Chanel Harris-Tavita is playing nine now, but I think before he was playing nine, they'd already made the decision, no, Milford's going to be our guy. And he's done incredibly well. I think the, all you Dolphins fans... However many of you there are out there, I think you should be really excited about Anthony Milford. I think he's looked great throughout this World Cup. Jerome Luai, though, he's the man, isn't he? He's the man that if... Uh, Samoa are to find a way to win. It's going to have to be off the back of Jerome Luai. He isn't a traditional sort of ball player. Neither is Anthony Milford. So they need to be playing second phase footy. Their forwards need to really win the middle and create second phase opportunities for these guys to play off the back of. Because I think Jerome Luai, I genuinely think that he's got the game in him to be able to win this for the kangaroo, for, 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 for Samoa. I genuinely do. I know a lot of people want to bag him and whatnot, but He's got the sort of swagger and the sort of confidence that you need going into this game. He's not going to take a backward step. Uh, I've spoken to some of the boys in this uh, Samoan camp. It's not a case of we're happy to be here. It's cool we made the final. It's fuck this. Let's shock the world. And I know that Jerome Luai, he is leading the front on that. So I, I do think Luai has the game in him to be able to win this for them. All the pressure is on the Australian halves at the end of the day. Jerome Luai, he can just go and play free-flowing footy. Uh, obviously, if he loses this, I'm sure that all the keyboard warriors will be getting stuck into Jerome Luai. Uh, loser, he lost the World Cup. It's like, fuck. Look at the team he's taken to this World Cup final. Honestly, if you want to try and hold this against him, if he doesn't win this game as he doesn't, uh, you know, show up in big games or whatever, I'm sorry, but you're a complete and utter moron. Uh, Jerome Luai has done incredibly well to get his team to this point. I'm hoping, I'm hoping he puts in a big performance to be unreal. Or, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't overly enjoy it as a Kangaroos fan, but it would be an unreal rugby league moment uh, to see Samoa pull an upset here. I'm not ruling them out of it. Um, I am going to tip the Kangaroos. I'm going to tip the Kangaroos in this one. I haven't, I, I'm not even sure if I will have a bet on this one, to be perfectly honest with you. 
uh, simply because I just want to sit back and really enjoy this game. On a betting front too, if you are looking to have a little Rex hunt today, Kembla Grange, race three, the Guru in Jersey 8 uh, is going around once again. Obviously had a win last week, the first time I haven't been on it in about three weeks. So you best believe it has copped an absolute pounding today. So race three at Kembla Grange. If you would like to get on the Guru there, uh, go and have a red hot crack at that. As far as this World Cup goes, if I was to go a same game multi, though, I do think the Kangaroos win. Um, I do think they will go 13 plus, uh, but I don't think they'll win by a stack. I reckon towards the back end of the game, the Kangaroos will get the better of them. I think they win somewhere between like 14 to 18 points, but I think it will be pretty close heading into halftime and whatnot. I will just I will just point this out straight away, though. As far as Samoa in this World Cup, I have not won a single fucking cent off a Samoan team featuring in a game. Yeah, I've got them wrong the last two weeks head-to-head. Uh, guys that I thought had scored tries in their big wins didn't. So I've missed them by a country mile every single time. I've slept on them way too much. I do think the Kangaroos will be too strong. I think they will find points towards the back end of this game. Uh, if I was to get on someone for uh, the Samoan side, though, as far as try scorers, I do like Brian Toto to score outside Stephen Crichton there. I think those boys can produce something. I absolutely love both of them, two superstars in our game that I love watching them play their footy. Uh, Latrell Mitchell hasn't scored too many tries in this World Cup. Hasn't scored any tries in the big games either. I'm going to take him at $2.20. So I have got Brian To'o, Latrell Mitchell. And then I'm also going to take Cam Murray. He's been in sensational form throughout this World Cup. I think he can come on and have an impact. I don't mind throwing Nath Cleary in there at $3.50 if you are going to have a little punt on Nath Cleary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I would potentially be looking at last try scorer. We'll talk about that soon. But those three boys, Cam Murray, Latrell Mitchell, Brian Toto, $15.25 is the sort of direction I'm looking at. Now, as I said, I don't mind Nath Cleary as a last try scorer. We know that towards the back end of games, he does run quite a bit, which I've got no problem with personally. Uh, I know that some people out there tried to make it out like it was an issue, but I, I like the way that he runs at the back end of games. So I don't mind him for the last try scorer. In the game, uh, he is coming in at, just about to get it up here, Nathan Cleary, he's coming in at about $19 for last try scorer there. So I'll be having a little Michelle Pfeiffer on that as well. Uh, I think that it is a matter of time until Nathan Cleary really stamps himself on these big international games. And I've got a feeling it might start tomorrow. In saying that, I thought it would start last week as well. So no doubt about it, I am a Cleary fan. I've always admitted that to you guys, but I don't think it's far away for him to start really owning these big stages, uh, similar to what he's done in the last two grand finals in a row. So, Kangaroos for me in this one. Congratulations to Samoa for making it to this point. It's fucking unreal. Uh, and honestly, if they were to get up, if I was to get up in the morning and they were to shock the world and win this World Cup as a Kangaroos fan, I'd be disappointed. But I wouldn't say I'd be upset. I think that Samoa, they should be so proud of what they've achieved and what they still possibly can achieve. As I said, I know for a fact the attitude isn't we're stoked to be here. The attitude is fuck this, we're here, let's win the whole thing. So, very exciting times. The last game of Men's Rugby League kick 
kicking off 3 a.m. Sunday morning, so very late tonight, essentially. Make sure you're up for that one. I'll be up for it. I'll be doing updates throughout the game, hopefully on social media, just be taking notes and stuff throughout it. And then we'll have our live review. Uh, it'll probably be coming at about 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. We'll do it straight after the game, jump behind the mic, talk all things Rugby League World Cup final. Kangaroos and Samara, it's going to be a cracker. Just a reminder too, guys, Sunday night, 6 p.m. I've got the next episode of the off-season myself, Matty the Waterboy and Jackson Hastings. We thought because it is the World Cup final day, we would talk about our favourite test match moments of all time. So we talk about our two favourite test matches of all time. Funnily enough, all of us picked all of us picked a test match from the same year, but all three different test matches. So pretty fucking crazy how that turned out. I'll let you have a guess to see if you can work out what year it was. A pretty crazy year of test match footy. But yeah, that's coming Sunday night, 6 p.m. on Rugby League Guru YouTube. Myself, Jackson Hastings, who's just signed with the Newcastle Knights. I think there's actually a bit of chat when we recorded. He was with the West Tigers still, so I think he mentioned something about playing for the Tigers or whatever. Bit of a giggle how quickly things can change in Rugby League. But 6 p.m. tonight, 6 p.m. Sunday night, Rugby League Guru YouTube, the off-season, our favourite test matches of all time. And then uh, before that, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, around about that mark, we'll have our review of Samoa vs. Kangaroos in the World Cup final. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.